At $200, a Super Nintendo setup costs twice as much as the old system. For the money, the company promises better pictures, sound, and adventure. Now you're playing with power, superpower. You're the king, I tell you! You're king! Only for Super NES. Listening to the SNES podcast with your host, Soul Blazer. Hello, everybody. This is the Super NES Podcast, episode number 207. I am Greg, joined by always by Joe. Hello. Very glad to have you here with us again. Sorry about the delay in recording this episode. Uh, you know, I've been sick for a while, but um, we are now back to bring you. I uh, bring you another game that Joe wanted to look at this cut the, the, this time. This was your pick this time, Joe, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, all right. So, which game did you pick this time? Uh, so I thought it was a good idea to cover Battletoads in Battle Maniacs. Um, I expected this to be a port of the arcade game. Right. It's not. What a surprise! <laughs> <laughs> what was your motivation for picking this? Well, I, I mean, I love the Battletoads arcade game. And uh, you had already covered Double Dragon and Battletoads, and I figured, you know, this is another beat 'em up that we can cover, um, kind of a breezy episode. Um, and it's light, you know, and on research, and I figured, uh, you know, I'd love to see what the port of the arcade game actually looked like on the Super Nintendo. And then uh, I played it and realized right away that this is not that, um, and I cried. In the corner for about an hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like the Battletoad games. I think, like, you know, like, you know, yes, they are just, like, TMT knockoffs, but, you know, at least they were, um, you know, at least these games were very well programmed and still a lot of fun despite being knockoffs because Rare, the developer, the developer who did these games, obviously, obviously was one of the best companies when it came to making games for, um, uh, like Nintendo systems, so yeah. uh, you know these games still have their own flair to it, despite the, their flair to it, despite being like knockoffs. So um, yeah, uh, I played the arcade version a little bit. Um, I think it is fun. Most of my most of my time experience was spent playing the NES uh, Battletoads games as a kid, which is like balls hard. But yep. um, it's fun, but it's a very but it's a very very difficult game. It's one of those games I certainly could not beat until the emulation came along several years later. Yeah. Because, um, but um, I don't know why they reported the arcade game to the, the arcade game. I think like uh, um, um, like could it like, could just be down to the simple technical technical reason that no system time could I. Um, I mean, like, handle it, like, well enough, so, because I do remember it being, like, a pretty, like, intense game as far as, like, graphics and sprites and everything, so it made it felt that the limitations, limitations would just neuter the port too much. Yeah, and I, I'd, I'd be, you know, I'd be willing to lean into that if Turtles in Time had not been created for the Super Nintendo, because um, that game is... Not only a technical marvel in the arcade with what it can do and a lot of the, uh, you know, throwing the soldiers towards the screen and all that, um, which I think is a lot more powerful and more, uh, what do you call it, um, taxing on the system than Battletoads and the morphs, which is really all you get, you know, with Battletoads is, is the morphs, so, you, you know, 
animate the Rams, animate a giant foot, animate a giant uh, fist, you know. But yeah, I just I don't know if, if Turtles in Time didn't exist, I, I'd be I'd be with you and be like, hey, you know what? Makes sense. They they couldn't release a arcade port of Battletoads, but with Turtles in Time existing, it's one of those that still makes me scratch my head because I feel like that was money left on the table. You know, yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm not really, uh, I'm, uh, I'm not really quite sure. Maybe the fact that Battletoads Arcade did not come out until 1994, one year after this game did, and they kind of felt that, um, you know, they kind of felt that maybe, and maybe the games, they, they maybe the games like were just too similar to Flight to Warrant it, but maybe, maybe, but uh, um, yeah, I'm not really like, quite sure. So, um, did you ever play the? So, did you ever play the new Battletoads game? By the way, yes. Um, uh, I never did. How, so how the, was it? So the critics bashed it uh, mm-hmm. for being repetitive and blah, blah, blah. And it wasn't the original Battletoads. Um, they definitely changed the art style. But other than that, um, the characters very much feel like the Battletoads. Um, graphically, I think the game looks great. Um, and it's a side-scrolling beat-em-up. There's not much more that you can do. Uh, with a side-scrolling beat-em-up. Um, it's got all the animations that you would expect to have with Battletoads. You know, they do their morphs and things like that. Um, it's got up to, you know, three-player simultaneous action. Um, I thought overall it was a pretty good, damn good game. Um, I just, you know, it's it's difficult, but also, um, you know, it's Battletoads. I expect that. Yeah, exactly. So, but they, um, so they did release Battletoads Arcade finally for... Like finally with a home port, uh, because it was available. Uh, that because both that game and also the NES Battletoads was included. Included, included like as part of the rare, yeah, like part of the like part of the rare, the rare replay collection. Twenty uh, on the twenty fifteen, but so this like so the game finally did get like home port, but it's a shame they got like locked away on the Xbox. Also, by the way, I um you know I never understood what they did to, like port it out to PlayStation or to PlayStation like or Steam at least, but so. Yeah, but but anyway, it is what it is. So yeah, so uh, I played most of Battletoad games over the years. Um, you know, not the newer one, but uh, um, you know, Battletoads, Battletoads Double Dragon would release at the same time as Battletoads Battle Maniacs. Yeah. So like, uh, like so, um, yeah. As you mentioned, we already covered the game. You know, it's fun for what it is. So uh, the Game Boy version, of the, the Game Boy version of the game are actually pretty good. If I mean, to, uh, I mean, just might be the stripped down versions. Mm. Uh, you know, you know. Like, you know, like version of like our console, so like console ones. So, um, I did not play this back in the day for some reason. For some reason, I just missed it. But you know, so this is my first time actually, like you know, like playing the game. So, um, and uh, so uh, so it helped to like so helped to, to so help to differentiate the game from the other Battletoads games. This is given like a full long title: Battletoads and Battle Maniacs. Um, they, uh, they, they, uh, they also tried, uh, they also tried to, they, they also tried to tie the name into the plot too, as well, to help make it like a bit different, yeah. uh, like for that. So, and as Joe already mentioned, uh, this is not a port, the, this is not a port like the arcade version. This is more of a, I'd call it reimagining like the NES game because, um, it is a different game. However, a lot of the stages are definitely are, are a lot of stages are definitely either taken directly from or, high, or uh, from or heavily inspired by uh, NES stages. So, uh, if, if, if you're familiar with the NES version of the game, you'll be right at home here because a lot of the game is similar. But 
So I don't know why they did that. It, it, it may simply been a, um, you know um, it may simply been a case of trying to trying to cut down a, cut, cut down on development time, get the game out faster. Uh, 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 because obviously it's a lot easier to pour something uh, than just having like you know making thing like from scratch. But that's not so. It's not to say this version of the game doesn't have new stuff in it. It does most definitely. But you know definitely it's like anybody you know anybody familiar with the NES version of the game would be like okay yeah this is like a better version of that. So. Um, um, I, um, I don't know how much you played original Battletoads, Joe. I, I know they did port that to Genesis, but I'm not sure. Uh, so I played um, the original Battletoads on the NES. Okay, yeah. Thankfully, when I finally got the game, um, I had the Game Genie at the time. So I did beat the NES uh, Battletoads uh, with a little help. Um, so, <clears throat> yeah, going to play, you know, popping this game in and playing it, I realized... Uh, a lot of similarities, but, um, you know, it's for the Super Nintendo, so it's spruced up a bit. Yes, yeah, yeah, so, uh, so, yeah, like Battletoads, this game has a plot, which is told to you, like, the beginning, uh, like, the, the uh, um, uh, uh, you know, like, through, like, a cartoonish cutscene, and also, like, you know, there are other various cutscenes, uh, in the game as well, like, you, the games will let you play through it, um, I'm not going to go ahead and rehash the whole plot here, but it's just basically, it's your simple rescue mission of, like, you know, trying to defeat, like, you know, trying to defeat the Dark Queen, uh, and trying to rescue, like, one of your friends, like, in this case, like, a, um, uh, like, in this case, Zitz. Uh, once again, you're going to play as one of the, uh, once again, you're going to play as two, uh, as two or three of the Battletoads. Um, again, you get system limitations, I'm sure, so. Yeah, but you know what? I like that they used the story plot as a way to cover up the system limitations, and they were just like, look, instead of giving you three to play with, uh, Zit's been kidnapped. You can't yeah. play as him. Right. I so. was okay with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what I wasn't okay with is, and spoiler, um, Silas uh, Volkmeyer, who is the one who ends up stealing Zitz or kidnapping Zitz, um, with help of the uh, Dark Queen, uh, never shows up again, ever. Yeah, that is kind of strange. And that is one of, and that's one of the things that I will get into when we start going over the game. But that is one of the things that did not sit right with me and just felt off about this game. Yeah, yeah, I'm not really sure why. Um, you know, maybe they, you know, maybe maybe Rare had plans to use him in later games and just never happened for whatever reason. So, um, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm not really. Uh, but I'm not really sure. So yeah, so back towards the Battle Maniac, just to finish up the, the development to development here, like real quick, uh, got released worldwide. Um, it was developed by Rare. Where it got published, depending upon where in the world you are. Uh, in North America, the game got published by Trade West, uh, who had the rights to the, the series at the same mm. time. In in Europe and Australia, Nintendo had the publishing duties them, themselves, which um, uh, 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 which is fairly common for a bunch of their game. Uh, um, uh, like a bunch of games uh, that Nintendo published in other in other markets, and another company had the rights to publish it, like Japan. So uh, <clears throat> the game got released in 1993. <clears throat> Sorry, um, you know, through North America, Europe, and Australia, finally coming out in Japan in January, uh, January 1994. Uh, this is interesting. There actually was a Sega Master System of the game developed, like developed like as well too. So huh. um, because. The master system was still doing pretty well in Europe and Brazil at the, um, um, by the time, so they figured that they were going to go ahead and port the game to that system, even though it was a step down, uh, obviously, like the Super NES, like it do. Yeah. So, um, but 
but, but, but 1994 was even uh, the plan released for the game in Europe was late even by Master System standards because, you know, even though there were still games being released in Europe at that time, it was toward the, it was definitely toward the tail end of Master System's lifetime for sure. Yeah. So um, the game's complete and actually got to the point of being like reviewed by British magazines uh, in preparation like for its release. But in the end, uh, you, but in the end, sadly, that game never came out like in Europe. So... Um, that the, uh, that ROM version is available to find online, though, if you want to play and play it. Um, hmm. All limitations aside, it's a pretty good port of the game. I mean, yes, it is stripped down, uh, but it still plays, but it still plays and feels very well. So, yeah, yeah. Um, and then to make things even more curious, uh, Tectoy, the company in Brazil, which is responsible for supporting the master system, the master system like the, the, the down there until. Actually, fairly recently, I think they're still. I, I, um, you know, I think Tecto is still releasing Master System clones down there. So, um, you know, you know, you know, they've given the game, they've given the system a long support in Brazil. Um, they did release the game in Brazil in 1996. Uh, however, this was an unfinished, an unfinished, and unpolished version of the European version of the game. Uh, something just for something just did not have music and music and minor glitches. Uh, there's there's a choppy scrolling floor in the bonus stages and, and invisible obstacles and terrible tunnels. Yeah. So, um, obviously, uh, obviously, obviously, just a cash grab. Just, uh, um, you just to be able to get something out the door at least. So, uh, that's. That's curious they did that, but so, um, yeah. So, uh, game is six stages. Uh, the game is the game is the game is your basic side-scrolling beat 'em up platform stuff that you're familiar with. Other like you know, um, either through other similar games or uh, games or games or other past like past Battletoad games like in the past. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, like I said, plays very similar to the NES game because the, the, the flavors of all the stages like were, like were inspired. Uh, like you play, like you play either like as Rash or Pimple. Uh, one change that, one change they have made to this game, uh, we, um, I must just mention this now. We'll get more into the reason for this later on, but overall, overall, uh, overall, uh, overall, I think this game is easier than the NES, uh, uh, about towards the game, but and one reason they make it easier is the health. The health gauges have bigger, like a bigger gauges for you, so mm. you're, you're actually able to take more damage than you could like in the version of the game. Also, one of the big differences in this game is that uh, Rash of Pimpo, depending upon who you're playing as, uh, has their own that the, has their own individual combo combo attacks and special moves. Mm. Uh, Pimpo, Pimpo, for example, can use the um, you know, can use this like BT big hammer special move like in a combo. Yeah. Um, where basically you instantly kill somebody, which is nice. Um, Rash in their hand can use this classic, uh, big boot block move, like a virtual game, um, which, which also does a heck, so it also does a heck of a lot of damage. So, yeah. uh, I prefer using, so, like, I preferred using Pimple a little bit more because I thought his move was better. Um, you know, that said, the game is perfectly fun and perfectly winnable, like, like both characters. Yeah. So, once you get over your initial disappointment about the game, Joe, what do you think? <laughs> <sighs> so, my, the biggest takeaway for me is that this felt like a remaster or remake of which the is, NES Which game. it is in many ways, yeah. 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 So, yeah. Um, the first stage is a beat up stage, very much like it was in the NES. Um, your second stage, which, by the way, like... It's nice that we have a bigger health gauge here, but the reality is um, there are a lot of cheap deaths that happen mm-hmm. just in the first level. There are pieces of ground that just 
breakaway and lead to nothingness. Um, bridges end up falling down, but there's an enemy at the end of the bridge. If you don't hit that enemy before the enemy hits you, you're falling backwards into the lava pits. Um, other than that, pretty much the, the first level of the game is what you'd expect for a typical beat-em-up. Um, you got your um, different enemies um, shown by different colors by how difficult they are. Um, and then you get your boss at the end. And the boss fight was actually kind of fun. Um, you know, he's very simple. Uh, he just kind of does like a ground pound and whatever else. Um, but like after that, I don't know, like it just felt so samey to me to the NES game that, um, I kind of lost interest to be honest. Um, so like the second stage, you have a, you know, a descending stage, um, which is auto scrolling, um, and, like, it's not bad. It starts off good. You got your enemies on the sides. You got, you know, you're being lowered down through some logs. You know, obviously, you touch the logs, you're going to take damage. That sort of thing. But then, like, there's a point in the level, like, towards, like, what would be the end of the level, where it becomes even more crazy because the pattern itself starts to be more jerky left and right, but yet also the acceleration has been upped um so it's just like a free fall drop and it's like you have to be pinpoint accurate going through there um before i decided um i streamed this on my twitch um right, before yeah. i decided to input uh game genie codes to make it so that i did not take damage uh from basically everything um this is where i died and it got me and incredibly frustrated because you were giving three lives and three continues. So technically you have nine lives altogether to be able to beat this game. No password system, no nothing. Like you got to beat it with these nine guys and that's it. Um, which there is I think one code you can use. Like there is one code you can use in the mega version of the game, but okay. So clearly I didn't, I didn't look for codes. I was like, I got the Game Genie, I'm just putting the Game Genie in. Right. Uh, so, like, finally when I got through the descending stage, um, I was met with the Rocket Sled stage. This is the stage that everybody loves in the NES game um, because it will kill you over and over again um, mm -hmm. unless you have a very good memory. Same thing here. Um, I did really good through the first part of it because you know obviously moving left and right and getting the jump um they flash the blocks flash before um they come flying at you so it kind of gives you a hint of what's happening and what's going to happen so you can kind of prepare for it um but that doesn't mean that it's great uh <laughs> the one thing i did like um and you might agree with this as well is uh with this rocket sled stage as uh, grindy as it is. Um, it does offer checkpoints. So if you get a good portion of the way through the, the rocket sled stage and die, um, it will restart you at that checkpoint, which is nice. Yes. Um, but yeah. also keep in mind, you have three continues. So if you're on your ninth guy, there's no continue. You're starting all the way back in the very beginning. Um, then the fourth level, 
Um, they had a level like this in the NES game as well, where you have to ride snakes um, to be able to get to different things. This level drove me nuts. Um, I did get through it, but it took me three different attempts because right. there is a point at the very end where you're riding the snake and you have to uh, crouch. And as you crouch, you slide across the thing of ice. And if your momentum was not enough to reach the hole at the end, you were going to be stuck. And I do mean stuck, as in if you end up not ducking and you pick yourself up, you will hit spikes, you will die. Literally centimeters, pixels from the end. That that drove me nuts. I did that actually twice. Sure. Um, yep. Just because yep. momentum, it, like I love that momentum is a thing, but it's like momentum should not be the deciding factor on you beating a level. That was just my opinion. The fifth, the fifth level, again, like I went into this expecting a platformer, a platformer beat em up uh, with light platforming, more beat em up. And really, the first stage is the only beat em up level. All the rest of them are either auto scrolling. Or you're, I mean, the snake level's kind of platforming, but it's, it's again, it's a gimmick level. So the fifth level is the same thing. You're on a pair of handlebars. You're kind of going through like a roller coaster type maze thing. And you have to beat a uh, enemy that's coming after you on handlebars as well. But he's got a giant circular saw um, on his. And it is very, very difficult. Like you have to be on point with every single turn and button press to be able to beat him um and by this point like i am just like i'm done in all honesty like i had the codes in i'm obviously not able to die but like constantly getting caught especially on this level like just drove me i was infuriated and then finally we have the last level where you're descending a tower um first time I let the rat get away, and I thought I was good until the tower blew up. Come to find out, you have to beat this rat um, up while you're descending the tower. If you just descend the tower and beat him, he's still going to come down and hit the uh, plunger and cause the uh, tower to explode. So this was another one that was... This is a little better, um, but still frustrating. Um, and then at the end of the level you get what I would consider the most underwhelming boss fight of all time. Uh, <laughs> literally, the, the evil queen is so easy to beat that it's quite laughable compared to the rest of the game. And honestly, like, for me, like, I love that, that you know, you got the animation for the hands that, you know, turning the um, hammer fist, you've got the big ram head you get like the big enlarged foot like all that stuff is fantastic i I love that they poured over this stuff um but the biggest thing for me was the final boss being a big letdown which in my opinion is not the final boss this game feels unfinished and what i mean by unfinished it's not the gameplay or anything like that i feel like there is another at least three if not another five levels that they probably had planned to, you know, go with this game. But I have a feeling that since, you know, Battletoads and Double Dragon was being developed at the same time, 
that kind of hindered this. Um, because, like I said, as easy as the Evil Queen goes down, um, it feels like there should be more. And there's probably going to be another encounter with her, which is why it's so, you know, quick and easy to beat her. Um, and then it goes back to the beginning, like Silas Volcomore just not showing up ever again. Um, I feel like, again, like he was going to be used down the line as like maybe the main big bad. Mm, yeah. You know, and it's just, it's not there. Um, one thing I will give this game credit for is uh, the bowling bonus stages um, are yes, quite fun. Yes, there's two of them. Yep. yep. Yeah, th- those were quite fun. And I, I you know, it, at first I was like, oh, cool, you just knock down the pins and everything else. But like any other level, um, they got ways to trick you. And soon, you know, as you're collecting pins, um, which the pins help you get lives and whatever else, um, bombs started showing up as well as enemies. Um, so there's some strategy there to be able to uh, pick up, you know, the pins and avoid everything else. But overall, um, you know, it was a disappointment because to me this just felt like a remaster of the NES game um, where, like, it felt like there was an intent to improve on that. And you could see it. Like, there's definitely intent there to make this a better game. Um, But it's, it's one of those, like, okay, well, maybe you didn't play the NES version. So here's the NES version for the Super Nintendo and this is the beginning of the the adventure, but you're you know once you get through these stages, you'll get to see what we really had planned, and it just didn't come to fruition. Um, overall, I I found this to be very disappointing. Yeah, I mean, like you know, I certainly agree with some of that. I I, I did not hate the game as much as you did. <laughs> so like, so I thought this was actually like a very fun game. Uh, you know, uh, um, I think that you know I do agree with you that part of the game does feel like unfinished for sure, but. Um, just add out, so 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 you just so you just add out a couple notes. Uh, there are no option. Uh, there's no option screen, which you already been mentioned. Okay. Um, you, you know, unfortunately, you pretty much only have a stereo the, the, uh, um, a stereo model, and that's it. Uh, you can't play with a second player simultaneously, and there is either um, you know, and there is that mode that's available in some games where it's like you either can help each uh, hurt each other like or not, right. uh, which is nice. Um, there is. There, there is, there is that one final quick fight with Volkbeer's ship at the, at the very end of the game, which will affect what ending you get. Um, it's not a huge difference though. It's like you know, you just simply have to just hit him, you hit him three times, the, the three times like missiles before he escapes. Yeah. So uh, if, you, if you if you do that, you get a slightly better fight, you a slightly better ending than if you don't. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's like you know, I think this is like. I, I wasn't going into this game expecting very much, and it, um, so and what here I think is like it, it's fine. It's like you know this is like this is like basic Battletoads gameplay to me. It's like it, um, you know it was a, you know it was just more of the same for what I got for the, for the NES. I think um, I think anybody who's not played the NES version of the game will probably enjoy the game even more because you won't have that experience um, to color and or nostalgia. Uh, trip you as far as as far as as far as this as far as similar how similar this game is mm. to the NES original like in many ways, but um, the programming of the game I, I think is very well done. Uh, the graphics are great, um, like in the sprites, you know, sprites, um, you, you know, the sprites, you know, all the sprites in this game like are very large, detailed, and colorful. So you know, they're all, um, 
plays out like very good. The music is the music is very fitting. Uh, like this game, it's a very like you know, uh, 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 rocking hard, hard, uh, hard, uh, hard paced, you know, fast, fast driven uh, soundtrack that fits the that fits the that fits the overall tone of the game like very good. Um, and while the game is indeed hard, I definitely agree with you 100 like on that. This game's still easier than the, the um, you, you know, this version of the game's still easier than the NES like original, uh, for sure. Yeah, hands absolutely. Down. But, um, in fact, in fact, and in fact, I um, in fact, I'd probably even go so far as to say that I think that the, I think I think this game's easier than Super Star Wars games for the system. But yeah, that's you know, fair. And, and um, I, I mean, mean if you remember, I wasn't a big fan of those games either. So yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah. Don't get me wrong. This is not a cakewalk, but this game is definitely hard. It's definitely not as hard as some of the other versions of the game you could, uh, the, the, um, you you know, that you can play out there. I remember the arcade version being very difficult too. So it's like Battletoads is just known for being like a very difficult series. Period. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you, and you're right. Like I I did over I did browse over that part of my notes. Um, like visually, this game is fantastic and the music is top notch so i mean there's definitely uh some bright points in the game it's not all negative yeah well i guess it all depends on what you're expecting flight of the game because i think like you know um you know like joe said this is not really a beat-em-up it's like you know there's really only like one pure classic side scroll beat-em-up game in this game and and like and everything else is either like you know like an obstacle course or rail or, or, or race on rails or, or whatnot so it's like if you go into this game knowing what to expect i think you'd have a fun time with it but you know if you're looking for like a battle experience without the same aggravation and hair pulling the nes that the nes like arcade games are known for then you definitely can have a fun game with this it's not easy by any means but I think this is like a pretty good, you know, entry level to the series as far as like, um, you know, wanting to see what a Battletoads game is like because it's like because it's the because this capture you capture the essence of Battletoads very well here, especially if you're able to play the game with somebody else. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm sure two player mode certainly um, certainly adds to the fun of the game a, a lot. Um, but. You know, that said, um, you know there are better Battletoads games out there. So if you're looking for like more, um, so if you're looking for the more perfect experience, you know I wouldn't, I would start, um, you know, um, you know, I, I wouldn't start, um, you know, I would not start on this one. But that, but like I said, yeah, if you know what you're getting into, um, and you know what to expect, I, I, um, you know, I, you know, I think this is a good game. But you know, if you want, you want something else, like Joe did, then you're probably gonna like walk away. Might be disappointed. That's fair because it's like um, what this game is and what it presents itself to be are two um, uh, like very different things, and yeah. it's it's pretty short. Um, you know the you know the playthroughs the playthroughs online are about a half an hour if you know what you're doing. So um, this is not a game I have. This is not a game that uh, this is not a game I think that has like I think it has a lot of like the high replay value to it. Unfortunately, but you know, but um, yeah, it's like oh, did it feel did it feel quickly. You know, did it feel quickly, quickly put together as cash grab? Yes, but you know, it's still very well programmed. Rare knew what they're doing with the game. It, uh, there's nothing broken with the game. It's funny, um, the game, the game, the gameplay mechanics itself are, itself are mechanically solid. Yeah. So, I mean, this game could have been a lot worse for sure. But uh, yeah, I, yeah, I think it. Yeah, I, I think at the end it all just pretty. Uh, um, you know, I think at the end what you could take away from this game all depends upon the all depends upon what you're putting from in the first place. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But anyway, um, 
the game did review very well when it came out. Uh, you know, like uh, uh, you know, pretty much, pretty much, they said the same thing about the same. Um, you've seen thing, the same thing about the game that we already just commented on. Uh, praise for you, know, praise for its graphics, music, uh, criticized for its lack of originality, like high difficulty. So um, the 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 game ranking ag- aggregate uh, aggregator score for this game was seventy eight percent. So um, and and like modern views of this game are still like pretty are pretty are pretty contemporary contemporary and, and, and pleasing and, and, and saying the game holds up holds up very well. It holds up very well today. Yeah. Um, a game radar, games radar went so far went, went so far as to give like, this game thirtieth best game on the system. <laughs> um, okay. um, you know, as far as as far as the ratings as far as like ratings ratings went, Complex twenty eighteen gave it 39th game of all time on the system. Hmm. So, and Arcade Sushi uh, um, uh, uh, called it the fourth best retro game like the beat 'em up series uh, like on the system. Okay. So, um, still a lot of you know, yeah, a lot of people still like you know. You know, think for highly of the game today. I did mention some codes. The North American version of the game only has one code for some reason. The Japanese, ver- the Japanese version of the game had a nine lives code uh, that was only pre- that was only present in that one. And the second master system that ported the game had his age um, uh, f- select. Uh, the only code you can have this one though is you can start off the game with five lives and five continues, mm. which is a little bit better than th- which is a little bit better than the default three lives and three continues that yeah. they gave you to start with. So it's also possible it's also possible to put a code in on the menu screen to give you to give your to give your toad um, super jump in the game if you want to as well too. Oh, okay. So, but um, so there are like a few codes present in this game at least. <laughs> Um, the game sold relatively well, so therefore it's not that hard to find, like, an eBay. I think, um, I think because it is a rare game, however, and rare games are known for being, like, very, very good, uh, the game, the game's price is pretty good. It's definitely, it's definitely a higher price than average for Super NES game. Uh, I found 40 copies of this game currently listed on eBay at the time of doing research. Uh, 53 copies recently sold. Uh, these prices include shipping for North American copies only. Cart only, uh, cart only examples of this game sold anywhere from $27 to, 60, to $27 to, to $62. So, and CIB again, wide difference in pricing in CIB depending upon the quality, the quality of materials and how complete it actually is. Uh, those sold anywhere from $78 to the low end to, to, to all the way up to whopping $405, mm. uh, at the high end for a mint complete perfect copy of the game. So, yeah, the game is, yeah, the game definitely is kind of pricey on cart and the, uh, cart and it's not been re-released anywhere. Yeah. Um, so, yes, if you want a physical, physical copy of the game, uh, um, you, know, you have to pay for it, unfortunately, yep. but. So yeah, so this game does not get the attention that this game does not get the attention that's the attention that the you know that you know that NES Big Brother does for obvious reasons. Um, it doesn't deserve the attention, I think. I, I think because the NES game is still a better game, uh, 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 like all in all, for sure. But yeah. um, but if you want like a yeah 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 like I said, if you want like an upgraded to improved version uh, of a game heavily inspired by the NES original, that's not quite as difficult. You know, this is. You know, this is definitely like up your alley then, because you know, at least is you know, you know, at least is the way you can beat this game without like you know, like ripping your hair out. Uh, you know, how you're trying yeah. to play it. You know, even though, even though there are difficult spots, the the, the overall difficulty of this game is definitely way down. And so I just, uh, so I certainly, so I at least, I so I at least, I certainly appreciate that. Yeah, and like any game that we cover, I would never deter anyone from trying it. I actually encourage. Uh, 
anybody to definitely try it and form their own opinion of the game for sure. Yeah, you just want to make sure you're going into the game knowing what you're actually playing, not make yeah. the same mistake that Joe did. So, yeah. <laughs> but well, all right. So uh, yeah, well, at least you get to check this game out then, Joe. But yeah. you know, be, but uh, so uh, as always, we appreciate everybody taking time to listen to us on the podcast for sure. Podcast for always. Uh, next time we're covering a fighting game again. Uh, fighting game again in the system. Uh, we're going to be looking at the Super NES version of TMOT Termed Fighters, which. Hopefully, Joe has a more higher opinion of. <laughs> we shall see. <laughs> <laughs> Have you not played it before? So, I haven't played the Super Nintendo version. Um, really? I, okay. All right. Okay. I yep. had the uh, Genesis version. Um, and then I did at some point get the NES version. Um, so, those two I am somewhat familiar with. And um, all three versions of the game are very different. Um, yes. So I am definitely looking forward to getting my hands on the Super Nintendo version. Um, but yeah, it, it's kind of uh, going in blind like I did here with Battletoads. So I'm interested. And all three versions. That. Yep. And all three versions of the game are also like also included like in the recently released uh, the Cowabunga collection as well. Yes. So yep. uh, did you pick that up? Uh, so I haven't picked that up. I need to pick that up. Yeah, I, I definitely recommend it. Like it's worth it. So you know, like it's a very excellent collection. Yeah. So. Um, you know, and there's a you know, and there's additional additional bonus stuff included with it too. So, <coughs> but all right, so so all right, so we appreciate everybody listening to the podcast as always. Uh, if you have any questions, feedback, comments, you feel free to leave my Facebook group, or you can also send me an email directly at the SNES Podcast at yahoo.com. Joe, where can they find you at? You can find me on my very public Facebook. Uh, also, you can find me on Twitter at j o e s u x three zero, and I. Uh, yeah, I can be found on Twitch at J-O-E-S-U-X-6-9, um, not family-friendly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most streamers are not. Yeah, but. yeah. My, my <laughs> Battletoads playthrough was, uh, yeah, it was very uh, adult-oriented with uh, the words that were coming out of my mouth. Nice to say. <laughs> yes, I'm sure. But... <laughs> but. Uh, all right, uh, you know uh, that's a wrap for this. That's a wrap for this episode. Thank you again, everybody, for listening. As we're listening, we always appreciate it. Stay safe, be well. Catch you again next time. Till later, all. Bye. Nintendo controls eighty percent of the video market, but no matter how you play the game or which game you play, things definitely have come a long way since Pac-Man. Now you're playing with power. Deep power.